1: Welcome to the post Final Four edition of Create Your Shot. I am Tyler Laurie, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Chris Smalls, Angelos, and Smalls. We ripped it up in Minneapolis this weekend, or we just we just had a good time, or or what? Do we get business done? I don't really remember a ton. It's it's Monday night, uh, pre Texas Tech in Virginia, and I think I needed all of Sunday to recover. How about you? How are you today? What do you what you do? I'm
0: good. <laughs> I mean, I was at work, I was working from home, but I was doing work, I swear. Uh, so getting that done, and you're right, I we need it all Sunday. You know, I got up at 3.45 a.m. on Sunday, caught my 6 a.m. flight, you know, just Couple legends on the flight, per usual, there and back. You know, we had Coach McGee, Fran Dumfy, no big deal, a little name drop in there. Dump, said, dump, was know, on your dump was on your 6 a.m. flight on Sunday morning. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was talking to me in Lapis and he was just telling us, oh, you know, probably not, the best, probably not the best decision he said, you know, to do the 6 a.m. flight. And I told him about past us making poor decisions for future us. And, uh, that's exactly how it broke down. And, but you know what? We got back. I was back by like 10 a.m. Um, I slept in and out all day. It was, it was tough. Did you hit the gym on Sunday? Because one thing,
1: we'll get, we're going to do – a Smalls and I are going to do our own Minneapolis City Review. It's just the two of us on this episode. Just a little quick 30-minute recap of the Final Four, and then next week we'll get back into interviews. But we're going to do our own Minneapolis City Review. But let me tell you, I didn't have one green vegetable over the 72 hours that I was in Minneapolis. Not even smalls. I'm talking like at parties and stuff where they had like, oh, you can munch on celery or like, I didn't even have in my cocktails. I made sure like, don't put fucking mint in my cocktails. Like <laughs> I had nothing green for 72 hours in Minneapolis. That's
0: unbelievable. It's it's incredible. It's, you know, it's why we feel like shit now. Um, <laughs> and it's why we got to get back on the grind. And, uh, you know, I'm waiting for the gym tomorrow. I'm sure you had the gym Sunday and today. But uh, I did not today. I did Sunday. I uh, I ran on the treadmill
1: and wanted to kill myself. It was it was awful. My body was like just hurting. Uh, I was like coughing. People were looking at me like, why is this guy running at like five point two speed on the treadmill for, you know, but I got three miles done. I'm not trying to not trying to be a hero here, but we need to make sure to get back into it. But let's work backwards. OK, so I did fly out Saturday night. I changed my flight because I knew I couldn't handle the old 545 a.m. that I had originally booked. So I left about 6 o'clock on Saturday night. But you, with our good friend Pete Lapis, assistant coach, FDU, CYS Army guy, went to the games at U.S. Bank Arena. Uh, what, I mean, what'd you, what were your initial thoughts? I did watch the games. Shout out Southwest Airlines. You can watch live TV so didn't miss a minute. But – what What do you think? What do you think of the arena? What do you think of the games? How was this? How were the seats? Tell us all. Tell us all about yeah, it. Yeah,
0: we got a we got a good chance. I mean, me and you went to the uh, college all star game just to check it out, check out US Bank Arena, and I thought it thought it's a great place. It's a great stadium. Um, awesome. I still disagree with any final four. I get why because they get all the money and all the attendees. You know, kind of go to a football stadium, but you know there's not enough and you said this there's not enough juice in the arena and i think that's really the problem it's so far away it, it's just not as good of an atmosphere as it should be
1: yeah i would i would agree with that and like you were obviously in there for auburn and virginia which was an awesome game a lot of auburn fans really upset a lot of virginia fans pretty pretty proud of what went on yeah was, was it a foul was it a foul uh, i thought it was 100% a foul on samir Dadi. i I did think that – all right, let's talk about the double dribble for a second. Ty Drum definitely double dribbled. Like there's no question about it. Of course. I don't really care that that call got missed. Like I, I, it's a judgment call. Like I don't think Auburn has the right to be upset because like Bryce Brown was trying to foul Ty Drome while that was going on anyway. And like the ref very clearly missed a jersey grab before that. And so, like, the jersey grab doesn't matter to me. Like, in the scope of it, like, when you miss calls, referees miss calls, right? It's fine. It happens. But, like, if, if you're at Auburn and you're like, it was a double dribble, like, or if you're just a Virginia hater and it's like, it was a double dribble, like, they, they should be able to go to the monitor and review that. Well, like, there was a foul before the double dribble, Smalls, and they didn't call that either. So, I'm kind of fine with it. Like, Kyle Guy you know onions by the way like just absolutely huge onions like to make those free throws man and he stood on that foul line for a long time like they were they were looking and like well they were trying to see how much time was on the clock they were trying, uh, it was crazy he was there for a long time then he got iced again and he still made it one thing i like about kyle guy he shoots his free throws quick smalls like he didn't stop and think about it when he got the ball it was going up but he made the three before that. But I thought, I thought Doughty definitely fouled him. Like, you got to let the shooter land. And and I think, like, now, I just don't agree, Smalls, with the, if it's a foul at 17 minutes in the first half, it's not a foul with six seconds left, or .6 seconds left in the second half. Like, it's a foul. I, it's just, it is what it is, you know? So, yeah, what was the reaction in the arena? I know you texted and you were like, was it a foul? Like, we couldn't tell from where we were. And that's, and you're right. Like, in the football stadiums, it's, it's weird. For the college all-star game, there was no juice in the arena. There was a lot of people. There was a good crowd and just no juice in the arena.
0: I think it's way. it was way worse. Like, this is a great example. Me and Pete and probably everyone in our section didn't even realize there was a whistle blown. I don't think anyone anyone thought there was a whistle or anything like that until – Literally, like probably thirty seconds after it happened, then everyone on our section in our area started realizing it. we were in C seven, which is like the uh there's like a lounge area and stuff like that. Um, so good little seats, but far enough away, and I could see that it was cool. The Auburn and Virginia fans are really into it around that area, and that seemed cool. I just thought like it just what, and it, I listened to it a little bit on TV too when we were out in the lounge, and it just didn't feel like the atmosphere was there, but that's a great point. Like I couldn't tell if it was a foul, number one, bad angle. And I didn't even know the whistle got blown. So it's just, it's a weird dynamic with these stadiums. And again, it's my first Final Four. So everyone knows about it already, but your first time, weird. The,
1: your first time in the arena. Yeah, in, the arena, the, in the arena. Yeah.
0: yeah, first time I went to the games. So it's just an interesting perspective. I get why they do it. I personally have, I think this is what they should do. This is what I would do if I was CBS or whoever. I'd make it a pay-per-view both games, or the final four games, including the national championship. And that way everyone pays, and you can do it in an arena with 25,000 people, and the juice is still there. There. Problem solved. I win. Get it out of my, get it out of my face.
1: That's a good plan in this sense that it solves the fact that, like, you want to have fans of the teams in there. And there were a lot of – You know, we, I guess just when we were walking around the city and we were together 98% of the time, I guess uh, we probably saw more Texas Tech fans than anybody else. My guess is there was the most of Michigan State fans there probably just because of the proximity, but we didn't see a ton of UBA fans. And we, and honestly, there were some Auburn fans, but not a lot. So it felt like, it, it just felt like, you know, I was, I was reminded like last one I went to in Indiana where like it was Kentucky and, and uh, Wisconsin and Duke, and like there was just so many people there. But in Minneapolis, because the city was kind of spread out and the convention was away from U.S. Bank Arena, and then like the downtown was a little bit further from U.S. Bank Arena, it just didn't feel like – you know, it's almost like where the Ferris wheel and stuff were, you know, I don't even know where that was, on like Hennepin Avenue or whatever. It felt like there was some juice there, and then you had to walk a long ways, and there wasn't a lot of juice anywhere else. And so it it just kind of felt like Minneapolis – Although the stadium is super nice. Like US Bank is awesome as the first final yeah. beer, like super cool stadium. But it it just felt like Minneapolis is just not a great city for the final four. And that's like weather concerns aside. It was cold and rainy the entire time we were there. But then like the uptown and the downtown are separate. Like we were uptown for lunch one day and walked all the way downtown, and that was a good hour walk. You know, we we took a little detour, which we'll get into in a minute. But like it just felt like there were different pockets of the city that you never really got to see. And, and so it needs to go somewhere like. Like I know, people always say this, but like San Antonio, Indianapolis, New Orleans—just places where you're all in like a very enclosed area. Tight.
0: It's t- it's about the tight area because Minneapolis, in a sense, has like a great downtown and gr- these areas. It's just it's almost too far spread. Like you just said, it's too too much of a spread. It's too spread where out. I could be uptown and someone else is downtown, and we're like, "Yo, you want to meet up?" Uh, it's going to take us like in an Uber with the traffic. It would have been tough for walking. It's 40 minutes. And people are trying to like, you know, you know, there's so many people that they got to go see with all the inventors out there. So, you know, it, it's, it wasn't, it wasn't the worst city though. I would tell no. you that it definitely wasn't the worst. The
1: problem was that the weather just sucked. Like we had a good Airbnb that wasn't far from the city. It was like a 15 minute Uber or 15 buck Uber ride from where we were. We were not that far away just get dropped off downtown and you're downtown the entire day. We walked around a ton. I mean, we did a lot of walking, but you were like, I mean, you know, not, not for nothing, but we were down, we met up with our, our guy, Tom Barrett. And then we went up to meet up with somebody else, up like by where all the action was. And we were on like by that place, sneaky Pete's, which was where a lot of people were. And it was a 20 minute walk to the local Irish pub, which was another really crowded place, but right in the middle of it. And those things were both downtown. So like, I, I agree with you Smalls. I didn't I didn't love that part of it. What did you think uh what did you think of the inventor count while we were there? Because one thing about the final four is I mean it is inve- it's the inventor capital of the world and I mean the logos like we tweeted about this but like the logo speaking as I call it where like you get you walk in and somebody just stares at your logo and then they just decide like okay, I recognize where that logo's from. I'm I'm going to talk to that person. I mean that that stuff's out of control.
0: Hey, I mean, listen, there's a lot of good people in this business, but yeah, I didn't wear a logo the whole time. And I kind of like it that way uh, because people are just like, I'm not going to talk to a dude. He's probably just a local Minnesota dude who's trying to get drunk. Um, So I didn't wear a logo, but I get why people wear logos and everything like that. You know, plenty of inventors, but also mostly just good people in the business down hanging at the final four uh i tried to stay away from the inventors but you saw you know some had their portfolios in their hand ready to hand them out you got business cards shooting left and right business cards we should we should invent like a machine kind of like a dollar bill where you feed the dollar bills
1: through where you just fire the dollar bills into the air like you might see it like a, like at a yeah we should invent that for business cards so guys can just come into the middle of like a party and just stick 50 business cards in there. people can pick them up if they want them because like how quick you go to your wallet for business cards is how desperate you are. That's like the new like desperation like pickup line on a girl. It's like when you're talking to somebody, you're like, oh my god, we have a connection. Like instead of asking for the number, I'm just like, hey, here's my business card. It's like, yeah, why not? I mean, the Spurs thing. Like, well, we only went to a couple parties. We were at like the young coaches social. Probably shouldn't even have been there. Had not RSVP'd. We were at the. Uh, we were at the pump party, which was out of control. I was probably, I was, I had to have been one of the most out of control people
0: in that party. <laughs>
1: uh, we had a, we had kind of our own CYS meetup party that didn't really happen, but it was a bunch of people that listened to the podcast at this place. At New-
0: the newsroom.
1: We had about 30, 30 plus.
0: It wasn't say, really, it newsroom. wasn't really, there's going to be some people listening. <laughs> I'm going to take credit for it though. Yeah. But there were, I mean, it was we like, showed up and they were there. And then, you know, we, we were kind of talking about it. I, I, I call that the informal CYS party, which we'll have to do uh, more formal.
1: And then we were at the uh, – the Spurs had a party at this place called Union, which was cool, and there were a lot – I mean, there were a lot of people there. They did a really nice, like open bar, like actual very good food. I probably should have eaten some of the food before the pumps party. Didn't really put that together. We actually witnessed – I mean, I can, use, I can use some names, right? There's nothing wrong with this part of the story. I, I can't imagine Tubby Smith is a listener of the podcast, but <laughs> – Tubby doesn't listen. I watched Tubby Smith. Smalls and I watched Tubby Smith build a plate of food like a buffet pro. Like that guy used every square inch of his plate and got legitimately, you know, crab cakes as much shrimp. And it was clean. It was
0: yeah, it was great. There's a precision element to building your plate at a buffet, and you know, some people. It's almost like a skill you can't teach, and I don't think you could ever teach it. It's just natural, just knowing how different foods fit in. Oh, he just knew how to do it. It was and
1: then he just went and sat by himself. And I was like, I respect that about Tubby Smith. And people weren't going up to him either. Like, you know, national championship winning head coach. And he was just chilling, just greasing on food at the Spurs party. But like, that's that's like I'm saying, you go to these meetups and people are just, they're just ready to make connections right away. And maybe you and I aren't the best networkers, but we, you know, we were bouncing around. I was buzzing on on Thursday night. Like that's the only way to describe we it. We all were. I, things, got, things got out of hand. We met up. We met up with some people before, and I hadn't had it. My flight got delayed. I hadn't had any food, and then all of a sudden, you know, you wake up the next morning, your contacts are still in, and you're like, "Good lord!" Like, do you now have a 25 year show cause because of how you acted the night before? I I don't know, you know, and and that's the best part about the Final Four. But yeah, I and I respect people that are out there networking, un, unlike me. Who, yeah, you know, we we actually no, we did have some people be- are really good at. It. Right, and we had some meetings. Like we met with some people, we chopped it up, we talked some different things. We got a, you know, met a lot of different people actually, which was good. But it's just the final four is just such an interesting place because it's like half the people there are networking, and then the other half are just judging how stupid other people are acting. It's like, oh, you brought your wife, like you're an idiot, you know, or it's like, oh, look at that <laughs> guy. like what's he doing? Handing his business card out? You can't even hear in here. The music's so loud. Like that guy's a loser. And you know, you hopefully some people got jobs, but I think that we kind of epitomize smalls like the 85% at the Final Four, which are really just there to get,
0: you know, hang out with their friends. <laughs> I like how you held yourself from saying that word because I, I know where you were going. But, yeah, we had, I think the coolest part about that was we got to listen to and meet, you know, guests that we had on and that we've never really had a chance to sit down and meet in person. And the best part about that was they were – just the same dudes that were on the podcast. They were cool, uh, welcoming open. Like it it was just like shooting the shit with some guys. So I thought it was, uh, that was a great experience. I think that was what I most enjoyed, um, outside of absolutely getting obliterated. That was the best part of the trip is just meeting different people that were on the podcast and getting to connect with them personally. They get to see us, you know, probably proved all their theories right that we're degenerates so that was great and we actually got a chance tyler to uh take a little stroll a little little out of our element but we really got to see the great parts of minneapolis that a lot of coaches didn't we will do a full minneapolis city review after this break with the start of baseball season podcast one Sportsnet has all your bases covered Get your fix with home run shows like the Dan Patrick Show, the Rich Eisen Show, and Baseball and Chill. Don't miss new episodes of these shows and more all summer long on Podcast One Sportsnet. One of the good things
1: about PC One Sportsnet is it can actually help with uh, Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Yahoo Daily Fantasy is going big this year with plenty of time to get in on the NBA action. Baseball has is in full swing, and and golf with the Masters this upcoming weekend it's the perfect time to start playing Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Have you never played Daily Fantasy before? Yahoo's got you covered. Unlike those other Daily Fantasy sites that let users enter 150 different lineups in their biggest contests, Yahoo has a 10 entry max. That means better chances for you to win the big contests. Also, you can try out Yahoo's innovative quick match feature. It's great for beginners. Yahoo will match you with an opponent for a head-to-head contest at equal skill level. No more getting taken by experienced players. You can do one quick match contest at $1, $2, $5, $10, and $25 per slate. And no, there's no management fee. That means if you play for $10 and win, you get $20. So sign up today at yahoo.com backslash daily fantasy or by downloading the Yahoo Fantasy app. Get $25 in pre- free play when you make your first deposit using promo code POD25. That's P-O-D-2-5. No waiting on the bonus. You can use it immediately to enter contests. Minimum deposit is only $5. That's promo code POD25, P-O-D-2-5. All right, Small. so this stroll you're talking about. Yeah. We go to breakfast. We'll, we'll go over some restaurants. We got a couple restaurants to talk about, a couple bars to talk about. But this, this is, this is we, we did get to experience a lot of Minnesota. So we go to breakfast. We, we just need to find a coffee shop. It's Friday morning. We're not feeling particularly great. We needed black coffee and bad food in our lives. So we get an Uber to this one coffee spot and we're uptown, which is a super cool area, like kind of a little bit more hipster, but you can tell like a bunch of different bars, some breweries. They had like an Apple store, so you knew it was legit. So we see this place, Smalls, uh, Uptown Diner, right? Uptown Diner. So we just tell the Uber driver to drop us off there. We eat breakfast. It's good. It's disgusting food. Smalls has a picture I'll post on Twitter so you guys can see. And then we decide like, all right, whatever. We're just going to walk from uptown to downtown, not really knowing how far it was. So, as we're walking, we're just kind of enjoying Uptown. It's cool. We're burning some calories after the 20000 we ate for breakfast. And we we happen to see, uh, I guess, a bum fight is what I would call it, Smalls. One guy had a sign asking for money. The other guy – More of an ambush. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it an ambush, man.
0: It wasn't really much of a fight.
1: Yeah. The guy charges the other guy. One guy's walking away. The other guy's mad at him. He's yelling. So, he charges the guy walking away and just, like, shoulder checks him. The guy hits the ground so hard, so Smalls and I are like, "Yeah, we're
0: not, we're not walking over here. We're not.
1: This is, this is not what we're about." Well, the
0: the the craziest part was he was doing the fake, uh, you know, "I'll help you up now," and then he would fake it. The guy would put his hand up, and then he would just kick him right in the yeah. chest. And they did that like I hate to laugh, but it, he did that like ten times in a row, and I was just like. We got to get
1: out of here, brother. So we, we take a quick left into like this neighborhood. It's like a big hilly neighborhood. Some super nice houses. Like I don't even, I mean like some modern looking houses, some like old Victorian looking houses, like it was crazy. So we go through this neighborhood and then we come out of the neighborhood. We we take a left and we're like, wow, we might be in the same spot as, as always. And Smalls goes, check out this baseball stadium over here. So we look to our left and we end up in the Minnesota sculpture garden. Like – the best art gallery in the state and smalls and i are walking around there's like a cherry on a spoon there's like a big blue rooster there's i mean it's just it's like a bird yeah is it no is it the state bird a rooster that's not right my
0: my, my first uber driver said you got to check out the state bird the blue rooster and i had no idea what she was talking about i don't even know if that's true but i guess she was referring to the sculpture and like, I just nodded my head and agreed because I'm a yes man in pressure situations. So I said yes. And we ended up running into the blue rooster. So that was solid. That's what she called it. That's what I'm calling it. Totally unplanned. But then we end up, we end up there. We walk around, take a couple
1: pictures, feel real culture. A lot of other guys didn't get culture. You know, they, they listen to, to basketball coaches talk about recruiting or two guard front offense. You know, John Beeline, Kevin App actually went to that one. You know, shout out our guy. But, and then Smalls, We walked on the scariest bridge that I've ever been on in my entire life. It it was over whatever the main highway is in Minnesota. It was multicolor. It was green and blue. But then it was also wood with very large slats. So we walk on it. Smalls is in front of me. And all of a sudden, I noticed Smalls is picking up his pace. You were as terrified as I was that something was going to happen.
0: Well, Well, I was. And I think everyone can sympathize with this after a night of drinking um that's hardcore you have you have a little bit you know you're a little bit more emotional uh you have some anxiety so So when you get on the bridge out of control on friday (laughs) so when you get on a bridge like that normally you know maybe you'd be cool and you'd be like yeah this is a safe bridge they wouldn't build a bridge that would just fall into the highway there's no chance of that but then you start looking around to your left and right, and you see the rails are low. And if you make the wrong step, you're out. You're off this bridge. You're going into oncoming traffic. Like
1: conceivably, smalls like you, you could like you could trip and like trip again and fall off. Like it'd be hard to trip once and not catch yourself because it was a wide bridge. But like you could trip and maybe you, you hit somebody by mistake and then you could fall off. Like that that went through my mind. And it was so loud, it was so loud, like you felt like you were over it was a pressure cooker, oh, it was bad, it was bad, so we end up we end up getting there we walked downtown. I don't even remember where we oh we met uh we met tommy Barrett, and uh then we just went to a bar and you watched the Phillies if I remember right until we yeah, well,
0: watched the Phillies a little bit, and then we went to the local
1: no oh, yeah, local yeah. Irish. okay so let's do so let's do this so so places we went we went to uh Crooked Pint Alehouse and had Juicy Lucies like basic pictures. Yeah, yeah. I mean you're you got a Manhattan,
0: which was weird. Oh no. I actually had oh, no, you old- got a you got a martini. You got a martini. First, first I had an old-fashioned. Then I got a. then I got uh then I got a martini. I was not I was not a fan of the cocktail. Uh the waitress did tell us that fastest cocktail guy in the world. You know, guess what? I'd rather have a quality cocktail than a fast uh, guy making a fast one. I thought it was too sweet. It was like uh, a it was like a play. It was like a play on a man on an old fashioned. It had some like ginger in it. I had the same drink. Yeah. It, was, it was not very good. It was just okay. I only had one. And then I had a martini, and that was fine. That really got me started for the night. So you know, it was a good move by me. The burger was good. So we leave there, we go to this young coach's social, which was
1: at Clockworks Brewing, uh, one free drink for everybody who's in there. Like I said, we did not RSVP to that, but nobody seemed to have a problem with us walking in. I just signed my name on a piece of paper. Don't, don't know what that means. Didn't give an email address or anything. Uh, good beer at Clockworks Brewing. I had a little vanilla porter. It was, it was pretty good, I would say. You got something weird,
0: though. I I I think I just had the IPA, and, uh, you know, it wasn't great. And I'm starting to – at this point of the night, I'm starting to mix a little too much. You know, I got some liquor, uh, some Bud Lights earlier. You know, we, we had a lot of different stuff going on. So I didn't even finish that beer. I slowed it down.
1: So then we go to the Spurs party. Like I said, real, real fancy, uh, real great party. I was at the Top Floor of Union. We go in there. It's a million degrees because – There's a thousand people crammed into a small rooftop. They had great food there. I highly recommend the food at Union if you're going to be there. And then also an open bar. So people were just, you know, free ordering drinks. I don't know what you were getting. I know what I was getting, which was, you know, more alcohol than I should have had. But (laughs) at one one point, I said hi to R.C. Buford. As I was, like, shoveling Tito's and water in my mouth, I had two straws in my drink. And I was just like, hey, R.C., what's going on? Like, there's no chance he remembered me. So... But it's, you know, that was a good time. And then we went to possibly the most lit up place I've ever seen in my life, which was, uh, it was at a seven steakhouse, the pump party, which was, I mean, small as it was like a club. There was like flashing lights. I I guess it wasn't an open bar. I, I mean, I thought all my drinks were free, but I looked at my credit card statement and they, they definitely weren't.
0: They definitely were not free. A uh, lot of coaches getting after it up there. Um a lot of different crowds and different conversations being had. But I, I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, it let everyone spread out a little bit because it was such a big space. Yeah, it was a big, it was a huge space. A ton of, almost, I mean, like, honestly,
1: everybody we knew. I mean, there were people I walked in that I had planned on seeing the next couple days that were there. And we just ended up chopping it up at that part. I mean, it was, like I said, Thursday night, I guess, West Coast Elite and the pumps. Those, those are the two things that always are Thursday night. And they were, it it was fun. And then uh, we finished at our spot, which ended up kind of being our, our headquarters for the weekend, which was newsroom, real cool spot, a lot of bunch of like old newspapers on the wall. They had a bunch of wine, uh, a lot of like local beers. And then, you know, they had a, a ton of like, we weren't ordering liquor at that point in the night. Also beers and stuff weren't free there, but they had a ladder. They had so many shelves that they had a ladder that if you ordered stuff on the top shelf, you had to actually climb the ladder to get to the higher priced things and we we thought that was cool
0: yeah that it's cool but dangerous uh you dangerous how dangerous we, we, weren't, be. we weren't charged climbing the ladder though people need to understand. yeah we weren't but you know if they had let us stay any later and they didn't close down the bar and make everyone leave about an hour more i could see a couple dudes just hopping up on that ladder trying to do some crazy stuff
1: they shut that they shut that place down at like twelve thirty on thursday night so you know that's that's how that's how the first night went so then We wake up Friday. We go to Uptown Diner. Uh, I got corned beef hash Benedict, which was as fatty and disgusting as you'd imagine. It tasted delicious. And, Smalls, you got a plate of cheese, basically. You let the waitress talk you into something.
0: I I, Yeah, and I do this – I do this a little too often. Like I I get chummy with waitresses. Uh, I just, you know, try to create conversation, relationships, get them comfortable. Maybe got the waitress a little too comfortable. She recommends the Cajun breakfast. And, uh, you know, I add the andouille sausage onto it. And I forgot I was in the Midwest. And what Midwest food is, it's not the best food. It's just usually just a pile of stuff. And this was a pile of cheese and potatoes and a big fat sausage patty on the top. And there was just like, you think it was runny egg yolk, but it was probably more like it was more cheese than runny egg yolk on that thing. And I finished about a quarter of it and I felt like I had eaten six full meals. Uh, That was the experience.
1: We're going to tweet this picture because this plate of food was unbelievable looking. Uh, they had un- they had great coffee. They had fantastic coffee. So then we, we walked and we left there. Uh, we went to a place called, I think it was called like Brothers Bar. Got some pretzel yeah, sticks. Yeah, Brothers. Yeah, got some pretzel sticks, got some nachos. You know, you and Tommy Barrett started drinking. I was still feeling like I was maybe going to give up alcohol for the rest of my life at that point. That lasted until about 7 p.m. But cool spot. A lot of Texas Tech fans in there just screaming red raiders over or guns up like over something and
0: over. yeah they're, they're little saying they just scream it out some of response you know what can you do fans being fans it was a good spot that was a good little spot to peek in and get some peace and quiet uh from the coaching car so we kind of like just we hung out there for like about
1: two hours maybe and then we went to uh the local irish pub and met up with some people and, and that was kind of an older old style like irish pub it had like it's kind of like secluded. It was jam packed, but kind of had like some secluded tables. Like we had a booth, but it was like one of those older booths you would see. At kind of like an old style restaurant. I don't. I don't know. How am I trying to describe this, smalls where you could actually like shut the door on the booth if you want? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's an enclosed booth, almost like you can have a private meeting or organize some business that you need taken care of. Shout out Nike. Uh, but we you were can we do were that. taking
1: we were taking care of some business in there. We a lot of room. A lot of rumors were flying. A lot of jokes were we we, we were in a business meeting for sure. Yeah,
0: it was com- conversations were flown, but it was it was awesome. It was it was a good place. Like I wanted to see multiple places and go to a lot of different spots in Minnesota. And I'm glad we kind of went to that place because I liked the ambiance. That's really what did me in there. Actually, one thing we we did learn about this weekend is though because of the FBI scandal, Roost Chris
1: is now not the place to do deals anymore. So like if you're doing business lunches, you don't go to Roost Chris
0: because they're all bugged everywhere. Fully tapped. uh, Fully tapped by the FBI. We found that out. Uh, not the hard way, but we found that out. So now people are moving over. And you know
1: where they're going, Smalls, a place that we heard a ton. Of, like, plenty of people were like, hey, we're going to this place. McCormick and Schmick's. Apparently, like, I don't know. You never thought you would do seafood for a lunch or whatever. But we had a
0: bunch of people be like, oh, yeah, we're going to McCormick and Schmick's for lunch. And I'm just kind of thinking, like, listen, there's a finite amount of really good, you know, high-end chain steakhouses, and there's a finite amount of wiretaps. So <laughs> you do the math. Corbin and Schmidt's that's the new place. Up on it. I mean,
1: it was funny. But then we we leave, we leave the local, uh, and then we go back to newsroom because they, you know, they had our booth ready and everything. They were just like, Yeah, come on in, guys. Like, you're cool here. So we went there, hung out for a while, and then we discovered the only place in Final Four history that ever had more girls than guys. And that was this place called uh What was it called? Smalls Cowboy Cowboy Jacks. Okay. That place. we, We met up with some people there. They will remain nameless. I guess they had done barstool radio there before. And it was literally jam packed. And the only place of the final four I've ever seen that wasn't 99 guys to one girl. It was like 50, 50 girls to guys
0: so that was a big benefit of Minnesota, though, is like there, we saw a lot more girls than I've ever seen. At yeah, the yeah, floor. that's true.
1: That's definitely true. We we did, but uh, Cowboy Jacks was. I, I mean, it, it took me back to striking out with a lot of women back when I was in college. It was that type of experience, and there were so many coaches in there still wearing logos. By the way, didn't even switch to button downs at midnight on Friday night. Still were wearing sometimes.
0: See, that's the violation. Listen, I don't have a problem with you going around logo wise because you get the convention stuff, but you got to switch out to regular clothes at night. You can't walk into an establishment like that where you're popping like uh, the southern uh, New Hampshire Christian Bible school logo. Uh, You know, you're running it. You've got it head to toe and now you get the hat on, too. You can't have that going on. It's just not gonna work. It's not gonna vibe.
1: It's not. It's not. But a fun, a fun place. Uh, like I said, that place was crazy. I had an Uber driver absolutely try and take advantage of me, but I was pretty sober actually because of the night before. So I, I told Smalls I was pissed. Smalls and I got separated. We had a little communication error later in the evening, and so about two, they, they closed the bar. It's like two o'clock in the morning. I got an Uber coming. It's surging like nine x whatever. It's gonna be like seventy bucks taking me back to the place. And this, this clown. Dry, it takes him an hour to get back to the place. And as I'm walking out of the Uber, he's telling me to give me five stars. He's like, make sure you give me five stars. It wasn't my fault it took this long. And I'm like, so I look at the Uber charge in the morning. It was literally like $71. And I'm not happy about it. So I emailed Uber. You know, Smalls is like, hey, email Uber. And guess what, Smalls? They already credited me the $71. So that guy, yeah. forget him, honestly. I was, I was a gem as an Uber rider all weekend. But like 2 a.m., like don't try to take advantage. I mean, we're having an actual conversation. Just say you don't know where you're going. Like the dude took a <laughs> wrong turn. Like. A hundred times. They go, oh, sorry, wrong turn. Like, look at your
0: fucking navigation. That made me so angry. Yeah, that, that trip was awesome. Next year, we got to get sponsored by Uber because uh, whew, that was quite a, quite a cost uh, for the weekend. But it yeah, was very did. convenient. It was a lot better taking an Uber than doing anything else, obviously. So thank God for Uber. Because I can imagine, now I'm thinking back to Final Fours before the days of the ride apps. You got to think taxi cabs are like, yeah, it's going to be like eighty bucks, and they're just upcharging everybody, right? I, I mean, like I had to, have been I
1: mean, Uber's good. Like honestly, it was a good, it was, it was fine. It's a really good. It was way. To great. Do it. Like, you only really end up taking, unless you're way spread out. Like if you don't mind walking, you only end up taking two Ubers a day, pretty much. You Uber wherever your first location is, and then you Uber back to your place. You know, later at night. So we get back. Wake up in the morning, hit a place called Nicolette Diner, which was recommended by my uncle, who lives in the Minneapolis area. I mean, that was pretty good. Smalls, uh, oh, and Friday we, Friday before we met up with Tom, we actually went to, like we said, we met, went to the uh, college all-star game at U.S. Bank. Smalls got a souvenir soda. Did that cup make it back with you or no? Uh,
0: it did not. It did not. Probably make it probably it made it way uh, into some hands of, uh, you know, a lucky five-year-old that was at the Final Four looking for some souvenirs. But – it was it was a lifesaver honestly. I needed I'm not a soda drinker, but I had a nice cola and it was big time in that game. It kept me alive, it kept me awake for that that riveting college all-star game.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, and then Saturday we go to Nicolette Diner, good place. I got a, a skillet little country fried steak. Pretty terrible for you was absolutely delicious. The most delicious thing I had all weekend. They also had a challenge there, Smalls, called the Gargantuan Challenge that neither one of us had the guts to do, but it was basically six pounds of breakfast food, and you had 60 minutes to eat it, and if you ate it, it was free, and you got a t-shirt, but neither one of us had it in us to do it, and uh, we just didn't. Then we went to Lakes and Legends Brewing Company, cool spot, good beers, a lot of dogs in there, not a great spot if you want to get something to eat, but... Pretty cool spot, and then we uh, then we kind of went our separate ways. You went to the game, and I, I went to the airport, and that was pretty much the weekend. But what would you give Minneapolis bar scene, Minneapolis food scene? Scale one to ten. What What do you think from what you saw? Because we went to a lot of different places.
0: Yeah, from what I, I'll start with the bar scene. From what I saw from the bar scene, I thought it was really high level bar scene. I, I really enjoyed the newsroom. You could go like to a nice bar. You also could go immediately in just a couple minute walk to a dive bar. Yep. And then just to a regular bar where you're kind of eating food and you're watching TV and it's not too rowdy. So there's a lot of different options. And I'll tell you this: no matter what, I thought our service and servers, like shout out to them, smiles on their face, really nice people handling, you know, an influx of people for the weekend. I thought they were really good at their job, and really appreciated, uh, you know, how kind they all were dealing with drunk people because I'm sure it wasn't easy. So shout out Minnesota for being Minnesota nice. And uh, yeah, the food scene, the just place okay. we've been, okay, wasn't a big fan. Yeah, it was just okay. It's just okay. And like that's probably on us not doing uh, good enough research or not targeting places. Next year we'll have to do a better job at that, but. I thought it was just average, um, just okay. Food quality wise, it's not that good. Like it, it, the Midwest is so much like crappy,
1: like fried stick to your ribs. It's not like Southern fried food either. It's just like, oh, we took this burger, yeah. we stuffed cheese in it, and then we put mayo on top of it. Yeah, and, like, and then we fried
0: it, and then we pounded it with some peanut butter and jelly, and then we just put a whole bunch of like uh, mozzarella sticks on the top. Yeah, too. it's
1: it's like that, that, that's, that's like it.
0: that's like yeah,
1: exactly. So. Like, Smalls is right. Didn't do an amazing job. Like And like I said, we ate nothing green all weekend. So by the end of the time, we might just not have been feeling very good. But I agree. Bar seemed good. A bunch of breweries in uh, Minneapolis, too. Like, if I don't know. You know, I'm not a huge beer guy. I did drink some beer this weekend, which I felt bad about now. But it was imperative to be able to stay, uh, you know, kind of awake in social settings that you don't uh, go crazy so had some beer, but good beers. And like I said, the food scene—I I agree, Smalls—not not amazing. I do think the service was very good most places. And like I said, I—you're right. Like people were just acting crazy. So let's uh, let's do a quick little ten touches. We have five questions that we're each going to answer just about the weekend, and then we'll go into our—we got our last segment. Our parting shots will be uh, tips from us for people going to the Final Four if you're going to do it. So first question, Smalls: Who was the funniest person that you ran into this weekend?
0: Listen, I don't know if I can name names. I'm I'm probably not going to name a name here. I'm just going to say this dude hung out with us the first night. We were able to go meet up with some former podcast guests, and hopefully this guy will be a future podcast guest. But he was the funniest dude in the room. I mean, told some incredible stories. I'm just not going to give out a name uh, because because I can't. I can't, it would just be too much. So no. Oh man. I am really,
1: that's, that's the most annoying part of this question I think is that you refuse to answer it. I'm going to go with the guy that we knew was very, very funny, but in person was more hilarious than I could have ever imagined. That was Todd McGinnis. Who's also been on the show. He was in, I want to say rare form. Everyone I talked to said that he was in typical form. So he was hysterical also, I'm trying to think of anybody else who was really funny that we talked to. I don't know. That was probably it. Todd was, I mean, there, there were some other people that were way out of line that I won't say. But uh, what was the best event we went to, did you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought I personally loved the uh, CYS meetup. I mean, the informal meetup that we showed up too late and we kind of crashed. And uh, I thought that everyone knows who what I'm talking about. I thought that was super fun. It was only like probably an hour in my mind, but maybe more. It could have been. It could have it been more for sure. I think it was fun because it was just an intimate group of people. And intimate, I mean, like probably 30 people just having a good time drinking. And there was a lot of different stories flying around from different people so And I thought no one was guarded in that situation. So um, that's what I enjoyed most. It was like the bar was open at the newsroom too. Not open, but there was no crowd. It was just us. It wasn't hard to get a drink. It wasn't hard to do anything that we wanted. We were outlandish. Um, so that was my favorite. The infor- I'll call it the informal CYS meetup.
1: Yeah, actually, funny guy Wayne Tinkle, the head coach of Oregon State, ended up at the CYS meetup. I hope we booked him, Smalls. I don't know if we booked him for later on. In the, on I
0: don't the know. I, I hope we booked a couple of those guys. There was another uh, Division three guy that hopefully uh, we can shoot an email over to and get on as well. And maybe he has a better recap of that uh, that party. <laughs> I would say probably the Spurs. The Spurs was the most. Well, the Spurs was good. Like I said, just the, the yeah
1: the most fun. well done in terms of if you wanted to network. But uh, I would say a lot of people would say the pumps was the best. But like I said, the pumps was just out of control. And, and people were just, just like for guys to understand where I was at that level. We walk in and downstairs Greg Oden is at the bar. So I, I recognize Greg Oden. I walk up to Greg Oden on my way up the stairs. We're moving and shaking. Steve Lapis sneaks us in the side, you know, sneaks us in the front door. You know, nobody's got RSVPs except for him probably. He says we're going to the pumps. So we follow. You know, Steve says this is where we're going. This is where we go. I see Greg Oden. I walk up to him. Tap him on the shoulder. I said, "Hey, Greg, great to see." You. I said, "Hey, Greg Oden, great to see you, man. Glad to see you here." <laughs> and just keep moving up the stairs. Don't know if he said anything. Don't. I think he looked at me like, "What's wrong with this guy?" And I just went right upstairs. So you know that that's where we were there. Greg Oden, maybe future guest of the pod. I, I hope I asked him to be on, but probably not. Uh, so, but I would say the Spurs before that was probably the you know because there was so many. It, it felt like you I we you could talk to more people there. Like there was a lot going on. People. People were running into each other, like, kind of talking to each other. And it was earlier in the night, too. So I thought that was really good. Uh, for you, Smalls, biggest sign of an inventor at the Final Four?
0: Oh, man. It's it's tough because you don't want to put everyone in a box. All our boys were wearing logos, too. So it's hard to say logos. But I think you either go full logo or you go no. So I think the biggest sign of an inventor is going like top half logos, and what I'm talking about is going travel suit, uh, a little the travel suit with the polo underneath, yeah, with the branded backpack, and you know, that's that's all well and good, but you, then you got to just combo and gall out with the pants and sneakers. Then they got the uh, you know the nice suit pants with the shoes that have been freshly shined every two hours which is great, but that's the biggest sign of the inventor because you know you're trying to be like formal, but make sure you recognize me, but I can dress well on the bottom half. That's the sign of the inventor. Either got to go, you know, no logos. I'm going polo shirt. I'm going little button down, nice shoes, nice pants, or you go full travel suit and just be a tool.
1: I'm going to tell you this, Smalls. One of the biggest, like I said, the one for me is how quick do you go for your business card or the person that's like whispering to their buddy, like, should I give this person my business card? As if like your buddy's wingmanning you with, a, with their friend who might be higher level at, a, at a, you know some other school.
0: Or the guy who comes up to you, a person who comes up to you and says, yeah, Yo, do you know that guy's name? And then you might say that person's name. And then as soon as you say the person's name, they're gone yeah snap your fingers blink your eyes. They're gone. They're over to that person. Hello, nice to meet you. I'm <laughs> Joe blow like I, I'm gonna steal this real quick from from Joe Mihaly, uh from Penn, but essentially
1: he said like your your final four conversation, your typical final four conversation is like, oh yeah where when'd you get in? yeah, oh, where'd you stay? Yeah, you staying out there? Yeah, okay, you guys had a really good year, like, oh yeah, you got a great class coming in like that's it. That's if you hear those four topics of conversation inventor one hundred percent like. That means if someone doesn't know how to make small talk, which is great, but like, you know, that, I agree, smalls. And then, like I said, the, the most classic of all time is like you're standing there at the bar or you're just kind of standing there talking to your friends. You see somebody and they're like kind of looking you up and down and they're like, hmm, looks like that's a gopher, but I don't, their colors aren't garnet and gold. <laughs> Minnesota. You got to
0: take plus. a take a closer look,
1: yeah. Or you're like
0: somebody's on their phone and they're like Googling like, you know, Temple basketball staff, like. You almost need like, a, a clear instead of a logo you need like an app that just tells you who everyone straight is straight up facial it's recognition like, yeah exactly like you just scan your phone and, and it tells you like oh no man. it's like the sims like the sims it's got the <laughs> thing above them and everyone's wearing google glass and it's like hey i'm from uh, minnesota state uh, oshkosh or i'm sure that's wisconsin but that's that's how i would go i would go with the the uh, sims avatar that should be. Everyone should just be in a digital world. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. Go what, VR. Speaking okay, so speaking of the future,
1: what was the uh, what was the best rumor you heard at the Final Four? I mean,
0: I, you know, there's there's rumors flying literally all the time. This guy's going here. Here's the the rumor and I know it got disproved that it wasn't, but it was hot at the Final Four, I believe it was Sunday. Everyone and their mother was texting and talk. Sometimes people are texting you if they're right in front of you. Ryan Odom to Virginia Tech. That was the hot, hot rumor. I mean, that was flowing around. So that was the best rumor going around. It's the best rumor because it didn't happen. Typical in basketball coaching fashion that, you know, 5% of the rumors you hear are actually true. Like that's, that's kind of how it goes. So.
1: We were actually tipped off about Eric Musselman to Arkansas a day before it happened, or Friday night. Somebody texted me that that was a done deal. I did report it, and there were other people sitting with me as I reported that. That ended up being true.
0: Now what was yours though cuz I'm curious you you've got your ear to the ground a little more than me
1: Smalls and I actually saw Smalls and I actually saw Eric Musselman on for I think it was Friday morning we were walking Something. to the, yeah he was, it was after he sculpture was, park and he was he was walking in Nebraska gear on or uh, not Nebraska in Nevada, Nevada. gear on, yeah on fr- on Friday morning and then and then like I said I got texted Friday night and then I think that got done on Sunday No I think my favorite one I mean this is going around and I heard this from multiple people but uh Bill self is going to go coach for the San Antonio Spurs. That that one, like literally every single person that I talked to was like, yeah, yeah, you heard this. You heard this. And I only trust about one or two people in this business. And and so we'll see about that. But, yeah, Bill Self going to the San Antonio Spurs. And then also, obviously, Chris Beard going to Kansas if that happens. So I say that was probably the biggest one. Uh, last one, Smalls, what was the funniest moment? I mean,
0: for- Wow. For, for me for me this again happened at the informal cys party i mean dudes are having arguments about like, <laughs> these are these are coaches guys and they're great they're they're good people i like i like them all they're having arguments about a shooting contest and they want to have a shooting so like eventually you gotta imagine like everyone's like they're trying to lay their onions out on the table and they're like Yo, I can beat you. I would dominate. I used to destroy you. I was a way better player. These two dudes wanted to have a shooting contest. One dude was just like not having it. He was just like, shut up. And then there was just more and more stuff being brought up to egg the other guy on to like go back at him. It's almost like they don't get enough arguments at the final four that they just need to have one and i thought it was the most hilarious back and forth conversation being that the two sides were complete opposites on the topic and i'm sure woke up and were like yeah we're great friends but one of those things great arguments in a bar wanna have a shooting contest do a little pissing contest it's it's a great thing to see i would say
1: uh for me i witnessed one assistant coach working two girls not one two girls at uh cowboy jacks feel like he was gonna close them and then did not. They left and it rolled right off his back. As soon as they left, he just walked up to the bar and found two more girls and was like, hey ladies, are you know have you been here often? Meanwhile <laughs> it was like 135 in the morning. So he had arguably, let's say he probably had like, shot ten, he had 10 minutes before they were going to turn the lights on to get everyone out there. But he had been working these two girls for a little while. You know, he had a friend wingman in one of them for him. I, I was on the periphery of this group. So I I was aware of what was going on. But yeah. So then the girls leave. He doesn't even try to stop them from leaving. Doesn't even say like, no, 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 don't get in your lift. Like, doesn't even say that. As soon as they walked out the door, he just literally just buzzed right on up at the bar and just was like, "Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah, you guys want a vodka? It was the it was the best thing I've ever seen.
0: I mean, that's that's recruiting one on one though, right? They committed. They Captain committed Wynette. somewhere yep. immediately. Immediately, you find your next two targets. You got to fill those commitments. If you're you're looking to fill two scholarships, you got to make sure you go up and film it, even if it's a package deal. And that's what he did. It was a great, great move. I respect it. All right.
1: Last segment, parting shots. Uh, Smalls, what's the one tip you're giving someone if they're going to the Final Four?
0: Man, honestly, I would say, and I know we, we missed on this because, like, we booked a little late. I would really try to book early and find a place downtown like in the immediate town. I think that's really important for the final four. Because the Uber rides and the, you know, the location was great, but we were never in the center like here we can go back to our spot, get changed, get showered real quick or even do this or like yo I need to take a 2-hour nap. Can't really do that once you're downtown, you're downtown. I would say my biggest advice is book early and book in a really nice spot. Get your boys on board and figure it out.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to do advice for uh, my younger self. When you go to the final four, the first couple times you're there, go to the convention, try to meet people. And as you get older in the industry, do a little bit more of like seeing your friends. But when you're younger, take advantage of the stuff they have there. Go to the networking stuff. Like I'm not saying we were making fun of guys in suits. And and some of our friends have like suits with open collars and stuff like, I'm not saying like, don't act like that. But do take advantage of the networking events, like not just the ones that have open bars, like go to a mixer. Don't go crazy with your business card. Just try to meet people make meaningful connections. And then as you get a little bit older, you know, feel free to loosen up a little bit. Don't feel like you need to go to the convention. But when you're a younger guy, there, there are more times you can meet people and then build on those relationships every single time you go to the Final Four. So I think that's what I would tell myself, not you know, what I told myself when I was 23 and we went to Atlanta and was like, let's see if we can go to every single bar in the Atlanta metro area, which is you know what I did. But yeah. I would say do try to take advantage of that. But I would say largely Final Four was a success. Uh, I had a great time. We, we did get to meet a ton of people, a ton of guys that we'd had on the show that we'd never met in person before, which was absolutely awesome. Just really great to kind of put some faces to names and see that people were about the same, but, and we joked about it, but it is, it's a, it's a big networking event. So, you know, next time, like I said, renew your NABC membership. I, I did not do it. I had let mine expire. So, but that way you want to go to the convention. Oh, and shout out the three on three contest at Mall of America. We didn't make it there, but was watching it on TV and stuff. It's definitely become one of the best events there. CAA team won. Uh, Jarrell Brantley was a guy that I knew from CFC. So Super cool event. Really happy with that. So Mark Titus, the guy that we've had on before, like they're doing awesome work with that stuff too. So another great place to just kind of hang out and talk to people. But I think that's it for us, Smalls, unless you got anything else to add.
0: Nothing, nothing. It was great advice. That was great advice. It was a fun time. We'll see everybody next year.
1: All right, well, we are Create Your Shot on Twitter at Create Your Shot Pod on Instagram, Create Your Shot on Facebook and create your Gmail dot com. If you have any funny stories from the final four that you wanna you want to let us in on, we will leave your name out of it. We'll we'll do a couple funny stories from people next week. Shoot us an email at shot at gmail.com or DM us at create your shot on Twitter. We will leave names out of it, but we'll do about five minutes next week with some other stories from some people that we don't know. As always, if you like what you hear, you know, please do subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us a review on iTunes. Same deal as always. I handed out a bunch of koozies to the final four, but if you uh do give us a review and send it to me i will send you a koozie free of charge just got to send me your address and other than that as always i appreciate everyone who listens appreciate everyone who reached out to us at the final four we did get kind of known as the podcast guys for a little while which was cool it was nice you know what you know tyler smalls people know our names but we were the podcast guys for a little while which was awesome but uh, it felt really good to meet with some of the community of people that knew us but That's it for us this week. We'll be back with interviews next week. And as always, thank you to everybody who listened.